Somebody clap your hands. Do it better. Keep clapping your hands. Give God praise. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. I'm sure you can clap your hands better than this. Let's clap our hands. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, they that wait shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. Can you say that again? Say to another person, they that wait shall renew their strength. Glory to Jesus. Is somebody here? Um, should I use my other microphone? Hallelujah. Lift up your hands with me this morning. And let's thank the Lord wherever you are. Lift up your voice and in a minute or two, just say thank you to him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Yes, lift up your voice and thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Somebody lift up your voice. Thank him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somebody thank him. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his mercies. Thank him. Thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Hey, Jesus. There is none like you. Thank you that they that wait upon you shall renew their strength. Lord, we thank you. Father, thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Somebody lift up your voice and give him thanks. Yes, give him hallelujah to Jesus. Lift up your hands. I want you to commit the coming week into God's hands. That God will have mercy and God will show us favor. That evil and disaster will pass us by. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. Lord, show me mercy. Come on, say like you mean it. Say, Lord, show me mercy. Show mercy to my house. And let grace abound. Let disaster pass us by. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Yes. Yes, talk to God. Talk to God. Yes, Lord. Somebody talk to him. Somebody talk to him. Somebody talk to God. Open your mouth and pray. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Pray. Lift up your voice. I want you to hear somebody pray. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in prayer. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice in prayer. Yes, Lord. Lift up your voice in prayer. Kabado Shadabaya. In the name of Jesus. 
Lift up your hands. Let's pray this last prayer. Starting from tomorrow, we are fasting. You want to ask God for grace. Grace to download every blessing God has for your life. Grace to break through impossible walls. That grace for a breakthrough in the second half of the year. Very soon, we are entering into another quarter. We are entering into another half. Six months is almost past. And you are praying that, Lord, in this fasting and prayer, let favor rain upon me like water. Lift up your voice and say, Lord, I pray for grace. Grace for fasting. The grace to receive every blessing you have for my life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, the anointed to pray. The anointed to fast. They are anointed to release favor. Let it come upon my life. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Yes, lift up your voice and talk to God. Are you sure you are praying? Lift up your voice and talk to God. Ah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. 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 That it shall not be by might. That it shall not be by power, but it shall be by your spirit. That it shall be by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, let grace be released. Let grace be released. Let grace be released. Let grace be released. Yes, Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost. La Badibo Shanda Baaya Dabaya. Leke de Barada Dabaya. Mando Shanti Baradosa. Le Kapaya. Le Bashon de Kapaya Dadada. Le Barande Kapayande Alosha. Yes, a release of favor. A release of grace. A release. A release. A release. A release. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Kabala Bayada Dadada, Le Kabashanda Bayada Dada, Le Pasuna Kapahari Osha, Le Koshanda Baya. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you this morning that we are leaving this place never the same as we came. Thank you for an open heaven. Thank you for a release of your blessings. Thank you that this morning you speak to us every heart receive the ministration of your spirit in jesus name amen. amen lift up your bibles with me if you have your bible and say with me say this is my bible say this is my bible it is the word of god i believe what it says i am i can do what it says i can do I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word. I love the word. I love hearing the word. I love reading the word. The word blesses me. Wave your Bible and say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. We thank God. And I wanted to clap for the brother or sister sitting next to you for coming through the rain. Anyway, put your hands together for that.
Ja. It is almost becoming like a dangerous thing anytime the clouds gather to give rain. On Wednesday, we're here. We prayed for Ghana. We prayed a lot. How many of you are here on Wednesday? Yeah, we really prayed for this nation. Because we need God to intervene in the affairs of this land. If it rains for less than one hour, the havoc it causes. If this continues for the next 20 years, this nation will be in trouble. And in your own closet, when you pray, remember this nation. You know, it started raining when just before we got to 37. And by the time we got to 37, the streets were full with water. So I had to keep on telling my driver, please, slow down. When we got to Flagstaff House, I mean Flagstaff House, our presidency, the streets were full with water. If Flagstaff House Then you and I. The Lord is our shepherd. <laughs> but I want every one of us to have a burden for this nation. Somebody say amen. amen. Some of you, by the grace of God, you've lived for some years. And God has blessed you. You've, you've lived 60 years, some of you 50 something and all of that. And Ghana is not becoming better. That is the reality. It's not becoming better. It's getting worse. And pray. Even those of you who are elderly, pray that somehow God will intervene in this nation. So that one day, if your children should die, they shouldn't die because it rained. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yes. What is it that a nation that when it's going to rain, when you are in town, you have to run and go home because by the time you come, your bed may be outside. I mean, it's so funny. I was watching the news the other day. There was this gentleman in Nima who was standing by the gutter, the big gutter. What is he looking for? His moto, his moto is gone. His motto. So he was looking to see if he would find his motto. How many of you saw that news item? And you saw cars being carried away by the water. We don't have tsunami in Africa. We don't have we don't have tsunami in West Africa. When you go to the lower the main a little and work on it, please. When you go to I said, Lua, then he killed it. Hello? Hello? When you go to the Caribbeans, Jamaica, Bahamas, and the rest, they have hurricanes and, you know, tornadoes and all those things. You know that. 
because they are island nations they are surrounded by water we don't have that problem here and yet it looks like it is more dangerous to live here than those places i took a video when i came i stopped here in front of our entrance here and i got down you see the church opposite us all the water in the community goes there and it didn't rain for up to one hour maybe about 30 minutes what kind of a country are we building and you see people stealing the resources that we could have used to do gutters you see people stealing lands and then they will it and then they add forever No, it's a serious thing. Are you with me, people? Church, are you, are you with me this morning? Yeah. I know you are waiting for me to preach. It's a part of it. That as a church, we need to have conscience. And we need to have a heart for our nation. Because if it is like this today, 20 years from today, have any of you thought of what will happen? Yeah. I was, I was hearing the other day that Pambros... Huh? They are building, they are building, putting up buildings. <laughs> yeah. In waterways, they are putting up buildings. The president says they should destroy buildings in waterways. Those ones, I bet you nobody can destroy them. Because anybody building there should either be a big man or something. Who would destroy? They would destroy buildings of people like you and I. Isn't it? Yeah. Who destroyed our buildings? And gradually we are running this. And our leaders don't care. Look, take I'm your pastor. I'm telling you, our leaders they don't care. So you rather pray that God should help you. And God should help your children. Can I hear somebody say amen? Yeah. If you think any politician cares, forget it. These are people, they don't care. They are interested in what they will get for their you say, oh, Bishop, you are saying this in church. Yes, in church. Why shouldn't I say it in church? Why shouldn't I sit in church? Because when it's raining, my heart, I'm thinking of some of our church members. Last week, Sunday, when we closed from church, Reverend Pani had to organize some of the young people. We have the pictures. Had to go into the house of some of our elderly women. Because one old lady was telling me the whole night she couldn't sleep last week. Because the rain was in a room. And they had to pull out everything from a room. Everything had to go out of a room. And these boys had to go there. Imagine we didn't have these boys. What would have happened? Take out everything. Drain the water out of a room. Before we could pack some of the things back. Did she get everything back? Because the rain would have soaked some of the things destroyed. You know? And all we do, and some of you too, we are part of it. All you know is NDC and MPP. When I'm even talking right now, what you are thinking is NDC. So you see you are part of it. The people are stealing for you. They are stealing from you. Instead of waking up and praying that God should punish them, you are praying that NDC should win or MPP should win. You are the, you are the problem. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Yeah. The thief have come to steal from you. When you arrested the thief, you are rather interested in the fact that the thief and you come from the same village, so you should go. 
Since you started doing NDC and MVP, what have you gotten? What have they given to you? So, have a burden and pray for this nation. And you, the young ones, pray. Don't put your future in any politician. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen? Yeah, pray. And let's teach our children to pray and believe God for themselves. Because where this country is going, it's not good. People steal with impunity. Nothing happens. Gata, gata, killing people. Gata, I mean, it will rain. Carry all your things you've worked for. Carry it away. Somebody's doing party. Ikoshka. Ikoshka yeda. Utashi ufu. Uba fu yiko, 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 yiko. Ifu uda. Nkebo. But all such people, listen, they will not go unpunished though. God will punish, even in their graves, they will go, they will, they will, be, they will be punished even in their graves. I'm telling you. Yeah. They will be punished in their graves. Can I hear somebody say amen? Yeah. <laughs> when they steal, they steal and we clap for them. Yeah. I'm a Jew and you will try to harm me. I'm a Jew Oh, it's all right. It's all right. There's a lady I was praying for. She, somebody had promised her a job. Beautiful lady, Christian. She's gone through all the process. The last person to give her the appointment says that she must, he must have sex with her before the appointment can be given. Two months, the letter is not given because this lady won't allow for this man, big man, to have sex. So no appointment letter. What is this? What kind of madness? What kind of country is this? You know? Anyway, Jesus is a businessman. Somebody say amen. <laughs> you know, I know some of you are worried, but I want you to be worried. I want you to be worried because if we don't worry, nothing will change. The more comfortable we are, you know, the more things will remain like that. But if you have your Bible, please turn with me. Open your Bibles. Glory to Jesus. Go to Luke chapter 2, verse 49. In Luke chapter 2, Can I come down? In Luke chapter 2, we see Jesus at the age of 12 years. And together with his parents, they went into the temple. After a while, they couldn't locate Jesus. So they started looking for him. They went everywhere looking for him. And when they found him, in verse 49, the Bible says, and they said, and he said unto them, how is it that you sought me or you are looking for, how is it that you are looking for me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business or don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Somebody say, my father's business. Alright, so this morning I'm going to speak briefly to us on what I've entitled Jesus the businessman. Amen. 
Jesus is a businessman. And we want to look at how he does business and who he does business with. And just in case you can be his business partner, I can promise you that you won't lose. Because if you do business with certain companies, you call them reputable. You know that your investment is safe. You know you can't lose. I'm telling you that Jesus does not have integrity. He is integrity himself. And so when you do business with him as a businessman, your, your, your future, your investment is safe. There is nothing you give to him that will ever go lost. You won't lose anything. Said, you won't lose anything. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen? In the kingdom of God, what you should know is that it is in God's work that we are invested our lives into. Alright? So when you come to the kingdom, it is a very, very important, it's a very, very serious thing. And you must understand that we are engaged in business with God or we are engaged in God's business. Jesus called his father's work my father's business. Today, a lot of people have, you know, when, when they say church is business, they mean it in a negative way. But whatever it is, it is true that church is business. Kingdom work is business. Because the founder of Christianity, Jesus, called it his father's business. So if he says it is his father's business, who are you to say it is not God's business? It is God's business. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? And let that be at the back of your mind. As, as I'm teaching this morning, please keep this thing I'm saying at the back of your mind. And if it is possible, let it remain with you the rest of your life. That the kingdom work is God's business. Keep it forever. Don't ever forget it. Is somebody here with me this morning? Let it settle in your mind today that God never takes anything free from anybody. God does not take anything free from anybody. As I read my Bible, I've never seen anywhere that God is owing anybody. He does not owe anybody. He does not take anything for free from anybody. Undi He does not take from people and ask them to just go away. Anything. Stop it well. Amen. Look at Matthew chapter 19. Let's go to Matthew 19, verse 27. We read to verse 30. Matthew 19, 27. Please look on the screen or look into your Bible if it's possible. The Bible says, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all. We have left everything. And followed all. And followed you. What shall we have therefore? Other version says, What shall we have in return? We have left everything because of you. What shall we have in return? Verse 28. And Jesus said unto them, 
Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon the twelve stones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Hold it here. So, they were saying that we have left everything and we've come to follow you. And you will be going to heaven. So when you go, what will become of us? <laughs> when you go, what will become of us? And, and Jesus said that, look, don't, don't, don't struggle. There is a time of regeneration coming. When all dead will be made alive again. He says, in that place, in the kingdom, when I sit, you people, you these disciples who have worked with me, you've left everything. Peter, you've left your fishing boat. Matthew, you've left your tax business. Luke, you've left your medical profession. And so on and so forth. And you've come to follow me. You will sit on the 12 tribes. You will sit as judges. You will translate from being a fisherman to become somebody who will sit on one of the tribes of Israel. Your position will be better than when you came to meet me. Your position, child of God, it will be better than when you came to meet Jesus. Somebody say a better amen. amen. Look at verse 29. And everyone that have forsaken, now look at this. I'm sure you are interested more in this one, but look at it. It says, And everyone that have forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake. You do not forsake because you are irresponsible. You forsook these things because of my name's sake. Because of me. You forsook your parents. You forsook your children. Forsaking means that you don't talk to your parents. No. But it means that you chose me above all these things. Above your house and all these things. He says, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit eternal life. He says that in this life, eh, whatever you left because of him, because of him, in this life, you will get it a hundredfold. Someone say, Jesus, the businessman. Ah, I didn't hear you. Somebody say loud. I said, Jesus, the businessman. He says, in this life, you shall receive a hundredfold. God does not take anybody's time for free. He does not take anybody's money for free. God does not take anybody's talent for free. He does not take your skill for free. Everything God takes from you, you can be guaranteed that as a businessman, he multiplies it and the least you will get is a hundredfold returns. Only three believers came to church. I said, you can be sure that you will get a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shout, Jesus, the businessman. Hallelujah. Now, this morning, one of the things I want you to do is to reset your mind and reset your thinking. A lot of people come to church thinking that, well, we are volunteers. How many of you have said that before? That we are doing voluntary work. We are serving God voluntarily. You say it every day. Raise your hand. Let me see. Yes. We've all said that before. Yeah. We've all said it before. 
It is an ignorant talk. There are no volunteers in the house of God. Every worker receives a reward. So this volunteering mindset is not from the Bible. It is religious. It is those who brought us Christianity and our preachers who have interpreted things to us that this is volunteering work. But there is nothing voluntarily in the Bible. I've not seen one. If I can spend my whole day teaching you on the fact that I've not seen any volunteer in the Bible. You can't volunteer for God. <laughs> God is a rewarder. Peter asked him a very relevant question. I'm sure probably all the other disciples were thinking of the same thing, but they were not confident and bold enough to ask him. Like some of you. Ah, we have left everything and we come for rehearsal every Saturday. Bishop, what are we going to get in return? Is it a good question? Come on, talk to me, church. You see the religious people, they, can't, they, they, they think... If you ask that, then, hey, Ophesha, is it a good question? It's a good question. Reverend Pani, we've left everything, and you are here. Sometimes the whole week, what are you going to get in return? If your wife asks you, is it a good question? It's a good question. You see, I'm sure the other disciples were very religious, just like some of us. So, they were like, no, 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 when you do that, you are not being spiritual. You have to be spiritual. Enter the spirit. <laughs> but Peter, one day said, look, I am here. I need to know what I'm going to get. So, Jesus, I've left everything. Vanderpoint, are you here? It's like you are not here. Why? Uba <laughs> You know, but Peter asked him, he said, Jesus, when you met me, I was doing business. I used to go fishing. I was taking care of my wife and my family. Now, I've left all these things and I've come to follow you. What am I going to get? What is going to be my reward? And Jesus said that everyone he didn't say you, Peter. He didn't say Paul. He didn't say Luke. He didn't say Matthew. He said everyone. Everyone includes everyone. How many people are part of the everyone? Oh, come on. I said how many people are part of the everyone? He said everyone who have left houses. Houses represents properties. Brethren, father, mother. That represents relations so anyone who leaves properties for sex money for sex relations because of me jesus and follows me to do my work he said you will receive anything you have lost a hundred times i pray for you may you receive a hundred for returns in the name of jesus he said and then you shall also have everlasting life 
Is it a good business to do? Yes. Come on, talk to me, church. Is it a good business to do? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, anything you are doing for the kingdom, stop this mindset of, I am a volunteer. A year to watch it. A year to watch it. Huh? Is it a year volunteer? To watch it. I have volunteered. Me, I'm not a volunteer. I'm a worker. I work for God. So let your mind change from today. When you come as an usher and you are ushering, don't do it like, oh, after all, I'm volunteering. You can't put pressure on you. No, no, no. We will put pressure on you. Because you are not a volunteer. You are working. Uh, I, don't, I don't like your amen. And Reverend Paddy, me, me this thing that you are, the way you have been saying, when I clean the chair, you say the chair is not clean, the chair is not clean. Me, I'm tired of me. I'm, I'm only helping. What, what do you mean by you are only helping? You see that company you work for? That company you work for? They give you coins at the end of the month. They give you 2,000 CDs. That can't even take you for one year. Even there, when they tell you to come at 6, 5.30, you are there. Why? Because at the end of the month, they will what? Come on, talk to me, church. At the end of the month, what will they do? And if they tell you to come and you don't come, what will happen to you? You're fired. You're sacked. You trust that boss. You trust him that when he says he will pay you, you have not seen the money, but you believe he will pay you. <laughs> Sometimes you work one month, they say there's no money. We'll pay you next month. Two months, they've not paid you. Two months, they've not, and you believe that one day, they'll pay you. And you are still working. And sometimes when you go, you don't even have money to take transport. But you still work and go because one day you know that your pay will come. What about Jesus? God will pay everybody in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a businessman whose negotiations are more authentic than cash. Jesus' words are more powerful than what you see. He said, everyone. So do away with this mentality of, oh, ask for me, I'm a volunteer. So you see, that's why I pity those of you who don't do anything for him. You are not a worker. Some of you, you are not God's employee. No, you are, you are not. Are you, are you, ask somebody, are you, are you an employee? The way you are looking at me, <laughs> it's like I should disappear. Oh, Ask somebody, are you an employee? Ask the person, when, when were you employed? When, when were you employed? When did you start the work? So I pity those who come and they are like, you know, oh, <laughs> man, when they want to sit on the chair, and then you one Say, then check out, Hey, you see, that is why in church, let me tell you something. That is why in church we suspend people. When you don't do the work well, we can sack you. If you are chief cleaner and you don't clean well, we can sack you. Because it's not volunteering work. Yeah. 
That's why we can give you targets. Just like when you go to the bank, they give you targets. Go and look for 50 customers. And then you'll be walking in the sun. Yeah, we can give you targets that you to go and look for souls. And if you don't get the souls, we tell you that, no, no, we have changed your position. I'm preaching. Somebody say preach. That's why in the church, if you don't pay your tithe as a leader, we can't, we tell you, no, you can't be a leader. How come you don't pay your tithe? And you say you're a leader. You're a pastor. You say you don't pay your tithe. How? You say, well, after all, it's my own money. Hey. Because Jesus is a businessman. Change this volunteer, volunteer mindset. Am I talking to somebody here? Change this volunteer. Oh, ask for me. I'm a volunteer. Ask for me. Change that mindset. You see, it is that mindset that have made you work in the church for five years and you still don't have anything to show for. Because you told God that, ask for me, I'm only working for you. I don't want anything. Me, no. God, I'm working for you. Everything you have said in your word, I want it. I want it. In Exodus, it says, and you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and he will take sicknesses out of the midst of thee. God, I will serve you. I want that promise. I said, Jesus is a businessman. He's a businessman. So when you are doing your things, do it carefully. That it has rained. I have to come. Because I'm a worker. If you rain on Tuesday morning, will you tell your boss you won't go to work? Oh, now be careful. If it rain on Tuesday, will you tell your boss I won't go to work? It is impossible. By the time you go, I say, oh, sorry, oh, you didn't come for two days. Oh, my house flooded. Oh, sorry. We are sorry about that. Oh, well, we were waiting for you. Because you didn't come, we, we replaced you. So... <laughs> Oh, God will help you. You get another job, but here, there, we, we, we replace you already. Yes. So there's nothing like, there's nothing like, oh, you know, I'm doing it for free. I'm doing it for free. Who, who, who gave you that idea? Ask somebody, who gave, Susie, who gave you that idea? <laughs> and ask somebody, who gave you that idea? <laughs> that is, is for free. And we are working for free. Amen? Look at, Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 19, verse 13. Quickly. Luke 19, 13. And he called his ten servants. So it's talking about a parable. Um, yes. Uh, of, of, the, of the pound or whatever. He called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them occupy till I come other version says do business till I come do business somebody said do business till I come <laughs> so you see everybody here has been given some pounds some talents yours may be to sing yours may be to pray yours may be to yours may be to do one thing or the other but it was not given to you to sleep in the house 
Every gift God gave you, it is for you to do business and profit with it. So, Brahima has a talent to sing. Do business with it. Don't do voluntary work with it. Do business. Do it in a way and tell God that I've done my business because when you do your business, he must pay you and let him pay you. So don't sit in church and sit. Everybody has been giving something here. Everybody has been giving something here. The only problem is that some people are not using this. Some people are not using Instead of doing business and getting reward, they rather want prayer. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things you want prayer for, I'm telling you, if you did business, you would have gotten more than it. Yeah. If you if you done business with it, you would have gotten a better result than anything. Yeah. Receive grace to do business in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I hear somebody say a better amen? amen? Somebody say, I will do business. Say from today, I will do business. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Quickly. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Let's read the last part together. Ready, go. Oh, let's read that part together. Ready, go. Your voice is low. Let's read it together. Louder. Ready, go. God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. So you see, our work with God is a work of faith. However, it is not complete. Our faith, which is supposed to give, make us to do something, also brings us reward. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Them that diligently work with him and do business with him. God is a rewarder. Somebody say God is a rewarder. Hallelujah. So, you can be a child of God. It is possible to be a child of God and still not be part of God's business. It's possible. You can be a child of God. You go to heaven, but you will not be a part of God's business. Because you may not have committed your life to doing business with him. And probably, you, you decided that you want to do it voluntarily. If you're a volunteer, that one is okay. You can do it anyhow you want. Come when you want. Go when you want. <laughs> Clap when you want. Sing when you want. You're a volunteer, isn't it? Yeah. But me, I'm in business. So we do it and it's a rewarder. I pray for you. You will not miss your reward in the name of Jesus. I said for every act of commitment, every act of dedication, every act of sacrifice, every labor you have labored in this kingdom, you will not miss your reward in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, I receive my reward. 
Say it louder. Say, Lord, I receive my reward. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Quickly. Galatians 6 7. Quick. But be not deceived. God is not mocked. And then it says what? Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. So your life is a seed. The things you are doing is a seed. Church, I'm telling you, please believe the word of God. Please believe what I'm teaching this morning. That don't make your life not count. Make your life count. Make every day of your life an addition. That everything you are doing, it is a seed we are sowing. And whatever you sow, you will reap it. You will reap it. I said you will reap it. You will reap whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. May you reap bountifully in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody lift up your hand and say, Lord, I receive my reward. Come on, say it again. Say, Lord, I receive my reward. Can you shout it for the last time? Say, Lord, I receive my reward. Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 7. A worker is worthy. Luke chapter 10 verse 7. Luke chapter 10 verse 7. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. The laborer, the worker is worthy of his salary. The laborer, the worker, the worker, the worker. If you work for anybody and the person doesn't pay you, you have every right to demand it, take the person to court or anything because the worker is worthy of a salary. God does not owe anybody. Can I say that again? I said God does not owe anybody. You work for him, he will pay you. He will, I said he will pay you. Amen. Clap your hands and say thank you Jesus. Amen. But let's look at one particular part of work that is very, very important. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 4, and verse 34. John 4 34. John 4 34. And Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do, or my work is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Um, do you have the NLT, New Living Translation, or the Amplified? And Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. (laughs) My nourishment comes from doing the will of God. Who sent me and and from finishing his work. So your nourishment comes from doing the work of God. Your nourishment is not in in the vitamins you've been taking. Take your vitamins. Right, Charlie? Your real nourishment eh, has come from doing the will of God. Somebody here with me. 
doing the will of God and doing his work and finishing the work. Somebody give him praise. Job chapter 36 and verse 11. Job 36, 11. What does it say? If they shall obey and serve him. If they shall obey and serve him. They will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. I'm not a volunteer. <laughs> no, I will never. I will never be a volunteer. I can volunteer for Red Cross, Rotary, Lions Club. What are the other clubs? Eh? Ga, ga, um, um. What? What? Eh? Volunteer for them. Eh? What is the IB one there? <laughs> you don't know. I lost so. You have to. <laughs> eh? I can volunteer for them. Maybe a crack academy old boys. It's not a good school, but you can volunteer for them. You know, and things like that. Yeah. In fact, if you even volunteer for, for, for University of Ghana, it's even of a better benefit than vo- volunteering for, yeah, you know. Especially if you volunteer for Commonwealth Hall, you know, there's more benefit. That one, you are closer to God. <laughs> Amen? Amen? But I will never be a volunteer. God is looking for workers. And when you came, you said, media, I don't want salary. But if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Who doesn't like this? Who wants this one? Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. I say receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, listen. One of the works that God wants all of us to do, and let me quickly run you through this. One of the works that God wants every one of us to be engaged in is the work that he came to do. is the work he came to do. And what work is that? Talk to me. What work is that? 
So winning. The son of man came to seek and to save that which were lost. So, if you can do the work he came to do, it is for that purpose he came. The reason why Jesus came, the first and the most important, the primary reason for Jesus' coming was to save people like us. Bad people. Hmm? Yeah, bad people like you. Huh? <laughs> eh? Bad people. George, if Jesus hadn't saved you, see the way your forehead is. Eh? Isaac, like by now you are doing some wild things in the north. If Jesus hadn't saved you, eh? Reverend Father said you have been doing sacrifice. <laughs> Yes. yes, it's true. The way he likes money, I'm sure by now, you know. But the reason why he came was to save people like us. Amen. I know some of you are looking and say, "But Bishop, what about you? Is that your matter?" <laughs> but the reason why he came was to save us. And when he was leaving, the work is not complete. He says he's to do the work and to finish it. So there is still more work to be done. More souls to be won. More people to come into the kingdom. More people to be delivered. And he's looking for workers who can work for him in this field so that he can bless their lives. Is there somebody here who is going to be part of that work? Receive that grace to be part of this work in the name of Jesus. Because this work has a lot of rewards. This work, it has a lot, it has a lot of rewards. I'm telling you, he has a lot of rewards. Amen? Now, we've talked about soul winning from the beginning of the month up to this time. I know some people say, Bishop, I really want to do it. Sometimes, in fact, you determine that this week you win a soul. But by the time you realize, you degas. Your vim somehow disappears. Let me see by hand anybody who is in that category. Let me see so that I can help you this morning. You say, I want to. Then you, something, then you are not able to do it again. Let me see. Let me see. Where is your hand? Oh, please. Wave your hand at me. Okay, the rest of you, I'm sure you can go home at this time. Let me deal with these people. <laughs> oh, but let me see your hand. Wave your hand. I want to be sure I'm in the right church. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to show you two things that will make so winning very easy for you. If after showing you these two things, it still doesn't make it easy for you, then I'll take you to Israel next week and baptize you in River Jordan. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But number one, everybody who wants to do the work of evangelism must find a yoke partner. Look for a yoke fellow. A yoke fellow. When we say yoke, you know what a yoke is. All right. So in, in those days, when they used to use the oxen to plow, they put some wood within something to put two oxen or two cows together. It's a wood that holds them together. That is a yoke. Alright? So when we say a yoke fellow, your yoke fellow is a person with whom it's like are you getting the point I'm trying to make? Yeah. So that is a yoke fellow. So anybody who wants to do evangelism and be successful, look for a yoke fellow. Look for a yoke fellow. In this church, you need to find a yoke fellow. Not a Kokonsan fellow. 
that anytime you call, hey, have you heard? Ah, is it there was a guy? Um, is it a comedian? Have you heard about whom? You don't remember? Uh, Santo, Santo. Have you heard? Yes. About whom? <laughs> that, that's not what. That's not what we are talking about. But a yoke fellow. So why is it important to to have a yoke fellow? Now Jesus, in sending out disciples, he sent them two by two. Ecclesiastes chapter four verse nine says that two are better than one. Is that correct? Two are better than one. So, two people, because there are times when maybe I want to go out, I want to speak to somebody, I want to invite somebody to church, but going alone, I feel somehow about it. But if I'm with Reverend Pani, somehow when we go, I give him Vim, and he gives me Vim. It's easy. Is that correct? I'm sure if Jesus hadn't sent the disciples two by two, Peter would have gone to eat Gobe. And then we return and come and say, Jesus, you know, but he sent them two by two so that they could still keep their purpose. They could still keep their focus. If somebody understand what I'm talking about. So if you, are, if you are interested in doing this work of God, one of the easiest things you do is to look for a yoke fellow. So anytime we come out here and we are going for evangelism, we always want to send people out two by two. Go with somebody. Go with somebody. It's always easier that way. It's always better that way. That two of you can decide that today, at least, Brahma, let's try and speak to somebody. If he's going alone, this guy will go and eat kenke. He might not end up speaking to anybody, but if he's going with Yofi, I'm sure they will, they will by all means. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? How many of you are going to try that from today? You are going to look for a yoke fellow. If you don't wave your hand, I'm not going home. How many of you are going to do that? Are you sure you are going to do that? Say, help me, Lord. Freema, you are going to do it. Okay. So, when are you going to bring a soul, Freema? Sunday. You mean, coming Sunday, you bring a soul? So I should expect the soul. Hey, you see the way I'm standing in front of her? Our father, <laughs> who art in heaven. <laughs> I release grace upon Freema. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Is it? Okay, Baba. Unbelievable. 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 How many of you are going to, how many of you believe that you can produce a soul for God? Let me see your hand. You believe you can produce a soul for God? May God give you that grace. Because, you see, it is not impossible. If it was impossible, Jesus wouldn't give us this task. Those who produce many souls, they are not better than you. No, I'm telling you, they are not better than you. But, start off by getting a yoke fellow. Then gradually, you realize that you build confidence. You build stamina to the point that now, you walk around, and it's very easy for you to do that. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? I mean, recently when I traveled, I remember one day I was in a lift going in, in a hotel in a lift, and then there was this quiet man. So, before I could say Jack, I just asked him, how are you? He said, fine. Then I realized he was a very lively person. So, when we got down from the lift, 
then we engaged in talking. Then I said, so I started talking to him about Jesus. He was quite looking at me. And then he said, wow. He said, this is amazing. He said, this is amazing. He's, not seen, he's been in Florida for years. He's never experienced anybody talking to him about Christ. But the fact is that he's also a pastor. And that talking to him, I make him feel very, very guilty that he should have been doing this. So, you can do it to the point where you get to a point where it becomes the easiest thing. I mean, imagine when I meet people, if I don't talk to you about Christ, what, what else would I be talking about? Are you getting the point? But I didn't start off like this. I started off having a yoke fellow. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah, I started off having people that, from the youth, those days, you know, Apostle Bismarck came here. The first person who sent me out to preach in the street was Apostle Bismarck. 20-something years ago, took us to circle. And I would preach. We went to Mokola. I, preach, I think I preached in almost every major market in, in, in Accra. Yeah, I preached in almost every major market, in the buses and everything, you know. And I still preach, you know. We still go for dumb broadcasts. I still preach in dumb broadcasts. I still preach in schools. I still preach everywhere. I still preach to people one-on-one. And I still preach in church. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying? But the point I'm trying to make is that you have to, you have to get a yoke fellow. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, talk to me. Somebody say amen. amen. So, one of the things you can do, as, especially, the, how many of you are departmental leaders here? Wave your hand at me. You are head of a, you are a leader in a department. Hey, all of, you are forgotten you are a leader of a department. Raise your hand. All right. So, those of you who are leaders, one of the things you can easily do is that your department members form them into teams. Form them into teams and let them produce a soul. Let them produce a soul. Last week, you know, it was interesting yesterday. Um, the Archbishop was talking about it. Last week Sunday, when we closed from church, I called um, Brother um, David, Chief Osha. I called Richard Ewuku. Um, and then I called Akpabli, Brother Ima. Up here, even before I came down, I just called them. I said, all of them, they should come up here. So when they came, I said, I, I, what date did I give you? Huh? I gave them a month, exactly a month, their department should produce a number of souls each. I said, go and gather your people. Let them produce a number of souls each. So when we went to the DC yesterday, and the Archbishop was saying that he has taxed some of the departments to produce, I said, Charlie, I'm in the spirit. <laughs> Amen? But if you're a leader in a department, don't just be there. Don't just gather people to sing. There is a bigger assignment than singing. There is a bigger assignment than ushering. That assignment is to win souls. Pastor James, the youth, but you see, end of this month, end of June, everybody, that day, I will preach for a few minutes. I told you, I told you and the other two people, that that day, you are going to bring the souls you brought to church. You will let them stand, all of us will see. Yes, you will, all of us must see. Pastor James, the youth, the youth, they must produce at least 10 souls at the last Sunday of this month. If they don't produce... That day, uh, oh, yeah, 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 ah, ah, ah. Eh? You know when we went, when we used to go to when we were children? <laughs> if they don't produce, ah, Pastor Jim, ah, 
Even though my wife is here, I would have added one light a light. <laughs> like me and you. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say yoke fellows. Come on, talk to me. Somebody say yoke fellows. Not the fellows at you. No, no, come on. We don't have fellows. We have vimits. Yes. You just say at Katanga. No, they are not proper fellows. But this one we are talking about yoke fellows. Somebody say amen. Yeah. So that is what one of the things you can do to help you be an effective soul winner. And then map out a strategy. Map out a strategy on how to get it done. So, for example, between now and let's say November ending, I want to have three souls. Between now and November, I want to have three souls. So, June and July, I can target one soul. June and July, the whole June and July, target one soul. July, August, September, I target one soul. October, November, I target one soul. And this one soul, I will follow him up. My follow-up begins on Wednesday. And it is not just a follow-up of, <laughs> no, 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 aggression. How many of you were in Jolu yesterday? Huh? Aggression, aggressiveness, by fire, by force. There is this man, okay, he's, in, he's, he's traveled to the north, Edward. He, he, at the point, he told me, so, remember, and he, because he realized that I will leave him. <laughs> you know, you have to be, the way some of you go after souls, it's like, no, 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 no. You have to be aggressive. The person is going to hell. You are there making it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to be aggressive. Tell somebody, be aggressive. Yeah, be aggressive as if the person is keeping your money. And go after the person. Wednesday, you call the person. Thursday, you are there. Day you are there. Sometimes Sunday morning. You know, we used to go to um, follow up on Sunday mornings. Yeah, Sunday we come. I come at home. We go around, visit people, invite them to church before I come. Amen? Yeah. So you have to be aggressive. No room for anything. No, no, no. Aggression. Aggression. Some of them, you go out to their house on Sunday morning. They said, oh, I don't have water to bath. He said, oh, wait, I'm coming. Go and fetch water for them. Say, this is water. You have to bath. He said, oh, I've not ironed my dress. Bring your dress. I'll iron it for you. No, but at some point, somebody must be aggressive if you are going to produce a soul. May God give you grace. You don't do this and then you say, I'm a volunteer. You are not a volunteer. You are a worker. God will bless you. God will multiply you. He will increase your life. Everything you do will be blessed. You have won a soul for him. You win a soul for him. You work for him. You will never be the same again. I leave you with the blessings of God. That because you are a worker in the house of God, no evil shall come near your dwelling place. I said no evil shall come near your dwelling place. Because you work for God, every need on your heart, may he meet it for you. When God pays you, it cancels all your bills. May God pay you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I said, when God pays you, it cancels all your bills. May he pay you in the name of Jesus Christ. Your children will never see darkness because you work for God. Your children will never see doom because you work for God. Your family will never go down because you work for God. David said, I have been young, now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. 
or a seed begging for bread, your seed will not beg for bread. Beginning is small. Your beginning is small. Your beginning is small. By your latter end, you shall increase greatly. God is the rewarder of them that seek him. He will reward you. He will reward your children. He will reward your family. May that be your testimony. May that be your story. Clap your hands and shout a big amen. Is somebody blessed? Ah, I said, is somebody blessed this morning? Take your seat for a minute. If you are here this morning, you've heard the word of God, but your sins have not been forgiven you. You are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. If you are like that, lift up one hand. I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. Your sins have not been forgiven. You want your sins forgiven. Yes. You are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. Lift up one hand. I'm going to pray with you. Lift up one hand if you are like that. Is any hand up? Any hand up? All right. If you are here for the first time today, wave your hand at me. Today is your first time here. Anybody here for the first time today? Glory to Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together to Jesus and give him praise. I want you to take out your second offering. Be upstanding. Take out your second offering. 